All right, survival shopping. All right, so you last left off. You were outside the city. Uh, give me a quick synopsis of what transpired post that after the fight. Um, basically, it boiled down to, I believe, Luna, Melanie, and Aaron doing the survival checks to butcher the creatures on site. Uh, made selection options and tried to balance the gains from monster parts. And after that, there was some travel back to the city where, as your mentor in this situation, uh, Theo ended up casting another mansion for you guys as his gift, as the basically facilitator of your test. Um, Is that because we fucked up his mansion earlier? No, no, this one was custom tailored to each person. Oh, because I'm sitting here like, oh, a mentor. I'm like, I don't know, man. That's a pretty strong word. Well, <laughs> it's the term used, but regardless. Fuck him. Fuck Theo. <laughs> well, Continue. I wouldn't say that. He's he's making cool shit. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, don't say that. Fuck him later. <laughs> you told me not to say it. That was your first mistake. Right. So... No, he um, basically cast another Mortar Canyon's mansion, and each of the rooms for you guys was tailored to your personal taste. So uh, each room reflected your character's personality that had been displayed to a certain degree or internal portions um, of your mental state. Oh, my room uh, piece of shit, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm picturing something along the lines of that hovel in the sewers where you tortured the guy. It's just your happy space now. <laughs> yeah, so you I open the door little, it just goes into that shit. kind of room a literal shit <laughs> so but um now after that the made the trek back to the city did the turn in for the quest uh at which point in time they got some bonus items or bonus cash essentially from the uh hunter's guild for completion of the quest and extra turn in uh, each of you were given a copper plate uh, on a necklace, so you have your hunter's guild mark, essentially. Um, after which, uh, as your mentor in this regard for this test, Theo is now responsible for the drinks for the celebration. Hooray! Okay, so Theo, Theo has paid out, out of pocket for the party to basically get shit-faced all night and have a celebration and, and joining the hunter's guild. Um, during which time Melanie being proxy for your character has said that you were basically getting chip faced. And that was some point in time swinging from a chandelier. So with that in mind, we're going to shortcut a little bit of this portion of it, just some mechanics. So go ahead and make three constitution saves. Oh boy. And an acrobatics check. Uh, hold on. Constitution save. One. Two, three. So my constitution saves. One was a seven. Okay. Uh, second was a ten, and the third okay. was a six. Okay. Then let's do my acrobatics check. Okay, with the rolls you have currently, you're gonna have to make the acrobatics check with disadvantage. Oh, hold on, let me re-roll. Okay. Because you are shit based. How many points do I need to, or can I subtract points, or do you just want me to re-roll with the disadvantage? Uh, well, go, keep this one that you already have here. Just roll again, and I'll take whichever's lower. Cool. Disadvantage. 
Bam. That works too. Oh, 14. Was... Okay. I was going to make one roll, but you're good. Uh, so, with that being the case, uh, the 14 would be the roll you would have gotten. So, it's enough to do it, but you are not doing it well. Yeah. Um, with the, the number of constitution saves that you, you failed in that regard with this liquor. Um, yeah, you are shit-faced, sloshed, slurring words, hanging from the chandelier, swinging around. In your head, it looks perfect, like trapeze acrobatics to the outside perspective. You are some drunk dude who is, like, swinging with a loincloth, like, I shaking it at people and, like, sloppy me, drunk. Yeah, sloppy drunk. From it, just projectile vomiting on everyone in front of me. Kind of. Uh, I would say at this point, uh, yeah, with that, you, you survived the check, but, like, the next round of drinks that are had, you probably would have passed out. So, you get a free room for the night at the Hunter's Guild, so it's no big deal as far as Zach's concerned. Uh, cleanup's handled by other re- means that you're unaware of because you were shit-faced. Um, <laughs> but, outside of that, the next morning, everybody kind of decides to go hit the shop and pick up you know, new gear, new equipment, new items after receiving their payday. Um, in total, uh, Aaron or Melanie, do you have how much it was? I don't think they're in here. Are they not here for this? Oh, I think they put the recording and walked away. They're probably getting dinner if he just got home. Damn it, I need one of them real quick. You're the DM. Where are your notes? Some of this was rolled on the fly, so I, I don't know, have to. I'm just this. being critical for just because I can, <laughs> so this is like where we're at. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad I didn't write that down, but I figured they would have. Uh, the gold amount you guys received from the Crimson Syndicate. Because I don't remember. I remember none of it. I the captured. Yeah. So one platinum and five hundred and seventy gold, or no, no. <laughs> That's okay. like, you got to remember, one platinum is 10 gold. Oh, okay. I'm not even, not, I'm too stupid. I'm just going to put the gold pieces in. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just do it in gold. Yeah. So I know it was a lot. Sounds about right. Would have been simpler if you just stole it all. Why didn't you just fucking rob me? Like, loot my corpse. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like, I want to say it was somewhere in the ballpark of 27 to 30. I don't think I went over the 30 with the bonuses. 
All right, so we'll just do it this way because we know what's happening going forward with this guy. So, all right, so thirty k in gold. Alrighty then. Um, so add that onto the other stuff I already put in. Just no, just in total. We we're calling it good with that. Oh, just thirty thousand total. Okay, let me change that. Yeah. Uh, let's just subtract. That way you have it. It's easier that way. I can go with that. I just wanted to get a ballpark, roughly of what I because I thought it was between twenty seven and thirty, but yeah, thirty is about right. So, right, let's buy some rope so I can kill myself. <laughs> so after which, um, the party had a decision to make on rankings within the party itself as well as the crew overall and what positions they're going to be taking on the airship for training purposes and stuff like that for the syndicate because you guys did so exceptionally well at the mission uh and accomplished goals they were going to have you do later all in one go so the eventual destruction of that noble house to give them an empty vacuum to fill it in the upper tier society um was one goal that eventually would have been given to you guys. You did it. Um, See, genocide is his own reward. And we got... Take care of that. The extermination or removal of the position of underground authority being the Thieves Guild uh, was another goal that you guys were going to be able to do later. You already did it. So that's why you guys got so much money. Speed clear. Um, <laughs> pretty much. You speed ran it. Yeah. I mean, in total, 30K sounds about right. I don't think it went over it, but it was close. Okay. Well, add 3K then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> better than me. So you have. 33k in gold. Um, everybody decided to go to this magic shop that uh, Kerrigan found through teleportation means. Um, basically, Kerrigan had a business card that would teleport them back to the shop. So, Kerrigan used the card. Everybody's teleported there. At which point in time, with the amount of gold and items you guys currently possess, uh, William, the proprietor of the shop, uh, decided to close the door and basically give you guys the VIP treatment of taking you into the warehouse space, setting up a whole area for like tea sandwiches, whole nine yards. While William took the time to work individually with the party members to find stuff they thought they were lacking and also make suggestions as far as what they had versus, excuse me, what they could have that got hung. Ugh. All right. So with that being the case, that's where we'll pick up for this part. Uh, for this portion of the area is basically it'd be your turn during the shop. So at this point, William would kind of give you a once over look at you and go, hmm. Well, it seems you're a druid by my estimation, shapeshifter of sorts, it looks like. And from the general demeanor and smell, I would say, hmm. Decently equipped. 
kind of like adjusts his glasses, gives you once over. His eyes are like turned solid gold for a second, and then he it fades off. Well, your weaponry and armaments seem sufficient. What areas do you feel you are lacking in? I'm going to start the dialogue. I'm going to give him a quick sniff. Judging by your smell, I can tell absolutely nothing. But <laughs> do you have any books? The kind of books that let me turn into things. You got any books? I do have two such books. Uh, specially made and created for the purposes of teaching other shapeshifters how to turn into certain creatures. Well, whip them out. Let's see what you got. Show me what you got. He kind of gives you a smile, turns around and goes, I guess with gusto then. And you see him raise his hands up and as he does, the shells start to lift and he starts moving his fingers around in in weird patterns. But the shells keep moving and moving until it gets like what looks to be like library shelving almost with a bunch of books on it. And he's like, no, 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 no. Yes, you, 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 and maybe you. Pulls them, these three shelves down and lays them out in front of the row in front of the table. And he's like, well, here we have one book that will give you the basics of transformation into a bloodhawk. Uh, rare in its own right. Very hard to come by outside of the Shargazian circles. Um, but useful in its own way. Uh, it's a complete study of the creature done by a druid. I'm going to go this- ahead and grab my facial hair and rub it like excessively for like two minutes straight. Then okay. say that, and then I'm going to go ahead and use one of my spell slots and turn into a bloodhawk. I am not impressed. <laughs> Very well. He picks the book back up, sets it back on the shelf nice and neatly. He goes, flip, 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 flip. Okay, this one. Pulls out another book, sets it down. This one will allow you to shapeshift into a small black bear. I'm going to go ahead and use another one of my spell slots and transform it to a brown bear. It's easier when you're telling me which ones you can already do. And he picks the book up, so easily shows it back on the <laughs> shelf. Anything else you can turn into that I should be aware of? Uh, I'm going to turn into the sword light rat. <laughs> Jesus. As, oh. as I slowly begin to puss on the floor in front of him. Yes, well, <laughs> waves a hand, it cleans itself up. <laughs> I say absolutely nothing, just pussing and staring at him, like, directly in the eyes. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess in that state, we would have to assume that your shape-shifting capabilities will grow. So, I will say, and he flips through and he pulls out another one, sets it down. Crystalline Cobra. Let's see you do that. (laughs) I'm going to look and I'm going to steer my head like this. Just, you know, lifting my nose a bit and be like, fuck, can't do that. Fine, how much? It's a rare book. Um, From what I understand of them, there are only three of these in existence. Um, This is a rare... Well, very rare item indeed. Uh, it would be roughly in the ballpark of about 20k. Let's see if I can haggle 
Hold on. Mm-hmm. Do I have anything? Did I keep my doggy's corpse just out of curiosity, or did we just like leave him behind? You you get to make that decision. Now, if you brought the corpse, you can keep the corpse. So I'm gonna go ahead and say fifteen thousand, and then out of my bag of holding, I'm gonna pull out my doggy's corpse. I raise you fifteen thousand and one doggy. You're going to raise me fifteen thousand. I'm confused, sir, by your statement. Are you paying me 45000 and making me take the corpse, or are you saying you'll pay fifteen and give me the corpse? Fifteen and give you the corpse. And he's fine. It's not, he's not dead. Do I need to roll persuasion for that? With disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> As you have a two-day-old corpse just dropped at his feet. Can I do an acrobatics check to try and like move its mouth and making it look like it's, it's talking? Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that would be a performance check. Okay, we'll start with the persuasion. Okay. I got a six. <laughs> nope. Uh, let's do make, a performance check anyway. Yeah. Do the performance check, see how well you do. I got 15 on that. I, I mean, good. I'm puppeteering you're no, this bitch. Like, you're no puppeteer, truly, but <laughs> it's quite convincing. Little See, little mishaps here and there, but you're you're doing pretty good with convincing it, like taking the, the donkey's lower jaw and manipulating it enough to make it look like he's saying it. See, look, he's, he can talk. And he just kind of looks at the donkey, looks at you. Don't. Just, just, no. Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and like slightly push the doggy's corpse off behind <laughs> one of the bookshelves. Okay. God, 20k it is. Very well. And he extends his hand for the money. Let's see. Minus 20,000. Hold on. That's 13,000. So there is no item for this in the system. Um, but basically you just get to add in uh for your character. Under extras, you're gonna look for a creature under wild shape, and it's called an iron cobra. Ooh, hold on here. Um wild shape. Iron cobra. Yeah, make sure you turn off the uh using wild shape rules checkbox. All right. And that those are the same stats of like what that Chris they're what that Cobra. Yeah. It's exactly the same stats pretty much across the board. Let's just see what I got. I could have shoveled that corpse off, but I can at least leave it there. So it's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's strong as fuck. It's really strong. That's why it's so expensive, but yeah. I'm glad I at least tried to pedal the donkey corpse. Gotta try, right? Okay, now I'm gonna go ahead and just ask him, so what do you have as far as weapons as I start gently waving my sword around, but not like too fast, but just enough to y'all you know, make like rocket ship noises with my mouth as I'm like slowly like making it fly through the air. I have expected lightsaber sounds. <laughs> <laughs> you wave around the sword. Um 
So no, he he looks at the sword for a minute, and he looks at it again. Looks at you. Looks at it. Looks at you. Looks at it. Looks at you. Where did you get this? That's a funny story. I'm not gonna tell that to you though. Okay. See, I have enough intelligence to know better. (laughs) (laughs) Questionable. He looks, uh, looks at you again and goes, very well, to each their own. Do you know what it is? No idea. I just started killing things with it, and it worked really well. There are all these dragons and shit, and I just straight up started chopping off their heads, and they just kept dying. It's pretty dope, though, as I flipped the sword in my hand. Well, it definitely does that very well at the moment. It does have... He kind of looks at your party for a second. Would this be better handled in private? (laughs) He's asking you. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to stare off into the distance for five, like just enough to make it awkward for the shopkeeper and then turn my head and be like, yes, private sounds good. (laughs) He's he's like, easy enough. And he moves his hands apart as he does. You see the arcade energy kind of flit off his hands a little bit. And you and him are now standing in a, what amounts to a black box that no sound or you know visuals can go through. Wait, but if there's no sound, how can I hear him talk? I mean, how can the I wall. Him? You can see fine inside. The I'm box. sorry, I, I was fucking with you. I couldn't. Help okay, <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a legitimate question, actually. Uh, no, it's basically it's like a the box is a perimeter. Uh, nothing can be seen or heard from, and in, when inside the box, nothing outside can be seen or heard, and nothing inside the box can be seen or heard from the outside. I'm going to look at him. What is this place? I've been tortured in worse places. Well, we're not torturing you here. Um, Oh, proceed. This weapon is of great significance. This is um, quite rare. It's referred to as a sword of the dark arts. It's a very powerful ancient artifact. Um, it seems to be dormant at the moment, but once awakened, it has quite a bit of power. If the myths and legends are to be held true, let's see how much he actually knows. It can sever the tops of mountains, you know, bring many women to your bed randomly. It, it does a lot, apparently. The, the Readings and legends and lore is not conclusive on what it can do, but when awakened, it is supposed to be severely more powerful than most of the items in this shop. I'm gonna go ahead and at, going to go ahead and like scratch my beard and ask him, could you elaborate further on the procedure? Your 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 rat beard. Yeah, my my. I'm, it's like I'm literally like gripping it like super hard and I'm like twisting it. I'm just like because like, you remember you're still in sort of life form as you're like as I'm as I'm like how tiny is this sort of life form by the way? I mean, it's about the same size as you are normally. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say if I was smaller, I'm just sitting there like in rat form. Yes. <laughs> I mean. You're kind of small to begin with as a kidney, so. I mean, yeah, relatively, you're just like. 
as a, I feel like we may be here for a bit. I pull out some of the old like horse feed that I had and start like eating it in front of him. I'm like, please elaborate as like chunks of food are coming out of my mouth. To be honest with you, I wish I knew more about the weapon or had time to study it in that regard to be able to tell you more, but sadly I'm not familiar with it. I never had the distinct pleasure of owning it. Um, it is powerful. I do know that. And as far as awakening it, I mean, the legends are all over the place. Some say it must be bathed in the blood of a thousand enemies. Uh, others say it must be purified at the purest point of a spring under the harvest moon. Uh, others say that you just have to kill a lawkeeper or arbiter with it. Uh, it's random. Some say kill kings. I. It's Honestly, the stories aren't conclusive, and none of them are similar enough to even draw possible conclusions from. Sad to say, it's kind of outside of my purview. As I sit there and ponder how to accomplish all four of said tasks he just said. (laughs) 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 All right. Can you point me in the direction of someone who may know more? Mm Hmm. I do know of an individual, but finding her and convincing her to tell you how may be difficult, if I'm, not impossible. I'm really, really good at convincing people. And I also have this party member. Her name's Kerrigan, by the way. She's also really good at convincing people. We'll convince the shit out of her. Yes, Miss Kerrigan is quite a wonderful individual with... Some morally gray tones, but (laughs) I will say that I do believe even for her, this task may be difficult. Um, The one you would need to speak to is the immortal child. I'm going to go ahead and have a question mark. What is the immortal child? What is this child? Well, uh, as the myths go, in the time of the Titans, a child was granted a great boon and gift from a deity. As such, she has remained at a younger age throughout the history of time, at least as much as we recall, and has taken up residence in a unbeknownst location. But she would be the one you would need to talk to, as it is also said that she has wisdom and knowledge way beyond her capabilities and time. Okay, so... Let me get this straight. You gave me a bunch of myths and legends, only to then, when proceeding further, gave me another myth and legend. So I mean, you're really holding said, a myth and legend. Do <laughs> you like quite bluntly put it? You're holding one. Uh, I hear you. I really do. But what you actually meant to say is that you didn't know anybody. Well, she is a person, and I have met her at one point in time, but as far as her origins and whether or not the stories is true, well, I'm not 2,000 years old. He kind of, like, presents himself and is, like, very nice, like, prim, proper, looking maybe 30. Hey, I get you. I'm a Kendra. I'm, like, five. Um, But (laughs) that's besides the point. Where was the last place that you spoke with the child? He was here in the city um, a few months back uh, during one of the graduation ceremonies. Uh, 
here in the city from the academy. But uh, since then, I haven't seen her, nor heard of her being in the city. I don't know where she's retired to, as you say, but can I'm not I, sure. Can I roll a perception check to see if he's lying? Insight would be that. Insight? insight? Okay. Yeah. Some, somehow I'm wise, and I don't fucking understand it. Um, here we go. I've literally <laughs> I mean, done everything but. Oh, I got a 10. That means shit. Okay. No, he honestly, he seems honest, and he like he's giving information freely to you because honestly, he would like to know more about it himself. Um, he he's very intrigued by it because it's rare that he finds something he doesn't know about. And look at him like, give me a minute to speak to my associate, and I'm going to pull out the sword and start talking to it. <laughs> Turn back. I'm like, would you be interested? Because it it seems like you are in helping me locate this immortal girl so that we can share in the knowledge and understanding of discovering what the sword can do. I do have a, a bit of a network of contacts I could reach out to to see if someone could get her a message of sorts. Um, or at least a way for me to contact her. I'm going to go ahead and put 500 gold in front of them. I would like that very much. And if I do get more information, there's more where that came from. Well, I'll use the money towards greasing the wheels of communication as best I can. Um, I make no promises, obviously, because as a merchant in that regard, I can't promise that I will be able to deliver on anything, but I will do the best I can. I'm going to go ahead and place another 500 gold. I'm like, are you sure that you can't promise? Well... Honestly, uh, Mr. Mian. Mian Bearpig. It's French. Well, Mr. Mian, um, it's a situation that as a merchant, I don't like giving my word unless I can guarantee it. And this, honestly, there's no way I could. Um, the chance of even being able to contact her are slim, and finding her even more so. But... I will do the best I can. As you, you see him like slide the other 500 back to you, and he takes the 500 off the table. He goes, I will do the best of, of my abilities. Um, above table, I'm glad you did that, because I was just going to keep putting piles of gold. Like, are you sure? Are you super certain? <laughs> like, no, no. He, he legitimately will do the best he can. He just, he, he doesn't say he can and not be able to deliver it. He's just that type of person. He, he has a very firm understanding that when it comes to adventures and, and, people willing to spend the money in his shop like your party has, that that comes with a certain level of guarantee with the items. You know what I mean? So yeah. even with information, he just, if he can't guarantee he's going to do it, he's not going to say he can. Okay, well, you just saved me. Like, I was going to burn through all of them. Like, hmm, you're sure I cannot convince you? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, William is an honest merchant to a fault. Awesome. I can manipulate this. <laughs> The Kender will remember this. Um, <laughs> as I sit down, I'm like, fair enough. Now, there's one other order of business that I'd like to discuss with you, my good chap. Very well. What do you have as far as magical items and amulets? At which point he just kind of lowers the barrier walls that were up for the private conversation portion. And uh, 
just kind of motions to the warehouse of shelves that seems to go on for as far as you can see. Oh, and above table, Chris, at this point, I'm not going to like try to act super intelligent. I'm going to go like as soon as like the, everything lowers, I'm going to go back to just being dumb, dumb as fuck. <laughs> Fair enough. I figured. <laughs> so you know, I'm going to be like, uh, point me to something really strong, please. Then you hear a voice kind of pipe into your head. In what way are you talking of strength? Um, something protective or something that will help me hit hit real hard. And how much are you looking to spend? As I go through um, go through my coin force, I am willing to spend up to ten thousand. Thousand. Yes. All right. Let's see here. I'm assuming you would want something that wouldn't uh, be constricting. And he looks at your rat form still. Preferably. Not an article of clothing of any kind, but something that, you know, allows me to transform it well and still, you know, get the job done. Very well. He kind of waves his hand a little bit and you see the, the racks start moving and it goes through like some armors and some different you know, things on the shelves that are actually pretty decent. Um, finally, it comes down. And he's like, ah, here we are. Well, uh, I have two items you may be interested in in that regard, given the items I've seen you bring in. Um, there's a robe of protection plus two, as well as a robe of useful items. looking at robes um but what about you know amulets anything of that nature rings there are some rings and there are some amulets as well um if you have one specific in mind i might be able to find it okay above table do i just like go well i think i'll just go through the inventory let me find the actual thing equipment uh ring so I'm just going through rings here real quick. I mean, if you're looking for like armor class increase, the ring of protection is the ring you're looking for. Ring of protection. Hold on. Yeah, and that will be your 10k. Let me see. Is that going to be a... Let's say you get plus... Yeah, fuck it. Let's, or as far as... Let me look at amulets too. Is there anything like... Because I saw an amulet of evasion. I'm just going through items because I figured it well, sounds like you're leaving this pretty open-ended as far as like... What yeah. Yeah, you can pretty much choose whatever you want. Um, the amulet of evasion is kind of... Well, it's not... I think it's a ring of evasion, not amulet. Oh, oh okay. Hold on. But there is one amulet you might be interested in and that's a, a amulet of proof against detection and location. Uh, while wearing the amulet, you are hidden from divination magic. Uh, you can't be targeted by such magic or perceived through magical scrying sensors. I could become the ultimate enigma. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it does make things a little harder. It's tempting. As um, it I will say, if you're looking for purely like a mechanical AC bonus, the robes are going to be the way to go. Um, would that not affect my druid forms and stuff, though? Like, if I was still the robe? No. No, it'll shift with you. Oh, that will shift. And what was the robe called? 
Robe of Protection plus two. Just realized I'm like this weird fucking like battle wizard thing. I'm like, I got this great sword, but uh... I mean, it works for barbarians. It works for like casters and stuff like that. It's a really good robe that actually gives casters a heavy armor class. See, if you aren't wearing armor, your base armor class is 17 plus your dexterity modifier. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that work with like a subclass of barbarian, by the way? Sorry, this gets too like off the greatly. Ways. Like it works with it. Like it doesn't it doesn't count as armor. So, so you, you get your unarmored movement and your unarmored uh, defense. So wouldn't my unarmored bonus be like higher than like the armor class being 17 on this though it, it will go up more once you have it because remember the the barbarian stuff adds on to the end oh so it's added on okay yeah yeah no let's you know for the first time in my life i will wear clothing okay <laughs> now granted he can stylize these any way you want so they it can look however Dope, because we're going to make that bitch into a loincloth. I mean, it can be. Yep. yep I mean, this. to be fair, it could look like a pair of assless chaps if you wanted it to. You know what I mean? An exciting thought. I'm really... I think, I get like a whole fucking BDSM suit out of it with like a ball gag and everything. But like, <laughs> you know? Um, it's how it's honestly however you want to describe them, but mechanically, uh, yeah, the Rose of Protection would give you a pretty good bonus. Yeah, no, you, I'm sold on that. All right, let's go back okay. to the left table. Yeah. Right. So I'll uh, take these robes, sir. Very well, and he kind of pulls them off the shelf, lays them out across the table in front of you, and he's like, "Well, any modifications you'd like me to make at this time?" Um, I would like it to be shaped, and I point to my loincloth like this. <laughs> I'm assuming a little nicer. Put some spikes on it. Very well. And you see I'm gonna, you know, pull out these pair of gloves and he puts them on and just starts manipulating like energy around it almost. Like you can see him like tearing and moving things and the stuff starts to shift and crumple and then it starts to uncrumple as this like perfectly tapered and like you know, loincloth, but it comes down to a trail that leads down almost like right up at the base of your calf muscle. And then the belt holding it on is just little like crimson belt with like red spikes around it. Yeah, that's pretty metal. I'm going to immediately pull off or hand him the 10,000 first because he's a good guy and he's been honest with me. Um, (laughs) Then just right up in front of him. I'm going to go ahead and just drop trousers, like completely just rip them off. I mean, and then you're still in ahead. rat form. so <laughs> Totally. He's going to see my little rat winky. Um, no. <laughs> does that, do I need to do like an acrobatics trick for that? Or like, does no, he need to do like no. a slight I mean, in case he like touches it? No, uh, like <laughs> he's just going to sit there and watch. Like, <laughs> say nothing. One hand like tucked up on his bicep, the other tucked beneath his chin. And he's just like, I'm going to throw the uh, like non-blinking throw, eye contact the whole time. I'm going to throw the unclean unwashed that I haven't washed in like years. Throw the loincloth mm-hmm. on top of the donkey's corpse, just covering the face. And then I'm going to go ahead and take it, take the new ones and put them on I'm like, ah, it's, 
It's been a long time since I've had clean loins. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Well, it is my pleasure to serve. Uh, if there's nothing else you require at this time. Um, I'm going to go ahead and shake his hand with my morbidly fucked up rat hand and uh, say something in rat. Just remember our deal. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to you, it definitely comes out very radish, but to everybody else around you, it sounds just normal. <laughs> he shakes your hand and nods. Well, thank you for your patronage. Uh, again, I will look into the matter as best I can. I do believe we have some other things going on currently with some of your party members that I'll add this in with and see what we can find. Above table two, depending on the monster or beast that I turned into, could I technically wield that sword as the sword light rant? I mean, technically speaking, magical weapons and armor do change to fit the user. So this is, I just thought about that when I realized I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that I say that you can't. The rules say otherwise. Uh, typically, in one of your wild shape forms, you can't use weaponry unless the creature could use weaponry. So if you turned into a gorilla, you could uh, definitely use it. Yeah, that's what I'm starting to think about now. Okay. Um, <laughs> back to the table. Okay. <laughs> you ever get fucked by a 10 ton gorilla with a sword? <laughs> You're about to. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get down to monkey business. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and, well, I guess I can start skipping out the store. All right. So at this point, you know, he basically, since you're done, motions back to the table where there's like some teas, some ales, you know, some food set out for those who aren't currently shopping to eat on. Um, yeah, that's it, man. That's all we had for you for today. <laughs> like, it's very simple when it's just one person going through it, but when yeah. it's the whole party, it's like, this is an hour long thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> it, it definitely does it may be one of those situations where we set up like during the week in between or whatever I'm gonna peddle you this corpse that I have it's working yeah now it's catching yeah plenty of freaking opportunities for more <laughs> more fucking bull alrighty what good yeah. huh Always interesting shopping with Frank. <laughs> can, I, can I end? 